All right, guys. Roy here, and you're listening to another episode of the Balance Mill Podcast series. And once again, we are having another dad talk. I know I've done a lot of these in the last uh, couple months, and people have asked when I was going to be just speaking my thoughts, and I will, but uh, I don't know. I started this dad talk thing, and dads are coming out of the woodwork wanting to be a part of it and I've had a plethora of dads that want to share their experiences and talk and be open and connect and so hey I'm just rolling with it and um, it's been pretty awesome and so tonight the dad I have is a friend of mine named Jared and uh, met him through a friend of mine Chelsea who he is marrying here soon um shout out to chelsea um she's a great lady but anyway jared go ahead and introduce yourself uh i'm jared uh nice to meet y'all i guess or <laughs> thank you for listening to us uh have a bro time here <laughs> so thanks for having me <laughs> bro time all right <laughs> so um as always, I like to share in a beverage. Jared, what are we drinking today? Uh, Bold Rock Hard Cider. Nice and smooth. Yeah. Why do you like cider so much? I can't deal with the hops in beer, so oh, okay. I can yeah. really taste it. And then when I did, uh, when I was in college, I did a beer making class as a senior. And uh, we got to taste a bunch of stuff and more like the Lambic beers from Germany and stuff like that that had a little bit more flavor to it not really the hoppy taste so i kind of just caught on to bold rock and uh i've had quite an experience with bold rock so <laughs> <laughs> might as well keep it up yeah i i will share in one of them <laughs> i i can't have too many ciders or there's a lot of heartburn so uh i will after this one bold rock i will be switching to presidente beers um but let's dive right in so um Jared, how many uh, how many kids do you have? Uh, I only have one at the moment in due time. There probably may be more on the way, uh, <laughs> but not anytime soon. So uh, just one, and he's uh, six. Uh, started first grade this year, so so far so good. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I've met your son. And he's, he's, he's definitely an exciting young man. Um, he's definitely a ginger. Yep. Not a bad thing. No. You're a ginger as well. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Comes out in the beard. The beard is the main, the main tell of it. But yeah, my son, curly red hair. All the ladies, young and old, really think he's cute and love him to death. So, um. Yeah, I have no no qualms there or nothing like that. So. <laughs> You're not worried about an older lady. I mean, him? if he's down with that, uh, whatever. But <laughs> he's got quite a few years to go before that happens. <laughs> yeah, it's always funny. No offense to gingers, but no. uh, when you guys are at the beach, <laughs> I always notice the amount of sunblock you guys have to put on, and I definitely feel a little bit for you guys. Yeah, we uh, definitely stick to that 30-minute uh, time limit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. uh, SPF 70, 
Yeah. Um, anything higher is really non-equivalent, you know. So, and anything less, you're still gonna end up with a sunburn. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, he plays in the water whenever we've gone to the beach, and uh, it's hard for him to get out. So definitely, it's a struggle to put that sunblock on him, but. Yeah. You gotta rub it through his hair too, so it's kind of like <laughs> shower of sunblock. If anything, we could be a spokesperson for it. Go ginger, go! <laughs> you could have your own line of sunblock. Yes, for gingers. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's awesome. Um, so what was your what was his uh, birth story? Do you remember much of it? Uh, I got. I have a like a some recollection of it so uh it was the the day of and his mom who we are not together anymore but on good terms um she woke up and thought she kind of peed the bed a little bit um and at this time we were living with my parents so she's like uh what do i do i i don't feel like i peed it doesn't really smell like you pee the, the bed so uh i kind of ran into the other room and said hey ma she thinks she uh, her water broke. What should I do? Because uh, I was supposed to go to work that day at like 11. So uh, she's like, well, just take her and, you know, if it's nothing important or it's not that bad, they'll just send you back home and whatever. So I was like, all right. So frantically calling work, telling them, hey, I might be late, uh, driving her to the hospital. And then, I might be late. Yeah, I might be late. I might not show up today. Uh, so... Um, we get there and of course they do their little check or whatever and nope, you're having him today. So we spent about, I want to say 12 hours there. We were there like early in the morning, like eight or nine and really didn't have him until about, I want to say six or seven at night, but still it was, uh, a long, long day. Oh, (laughs) um, she had to get an epidural. Because she couldn't take the pain. Um, and I was in the room when that happened. And I actually got sick from it. I don't know how. I guess it was from like that needle or... Was it looking at like the size of the needle? I mean, the needle was huge. I mean, I don't Jeez. think it was... Yeah, I'd... I don't think it was just the size of the needle. I think it was more so like... I guess it was like some kind of aroma or something. I just felt nauseous, you know, and just... They had to bring me oranges and stuff. <laughs> and she's kind of just looking at me like, I'm the one over here having the baby. So, anyway. Uh, and her mom was in Syracuse. Uh-huh. We uh, called her or whatever, and she dropped everything and made it in time for my son to be born. Which wow. is, you know, kudos to her and uh, that long travel. Um, basically nonstop to get down here. Um but I will say that, you know, when it was the final moments and it was like, okay, she's, you know, dilated enough, I started playing the final countdown. <laughs> Wait, Europe's the final countdown? Yes. Oh, man, I should have so, done that. Uh, I definitely, oh, like, geez. talk about the jokester dad and the one enjoying having fun about this whole thing. Uh, yeah, I was it. And then just seeing him come out and, you know, the joy that you feel when you actually see what you made or were handed, uh-huh. it was, it was definitely something to hold on to forever. Um, 
I will say, you know, it was kind of weird. His head looked like uh, the aliens from the um, alien movies. Yeah. Right. But yep. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, when they, they set him over, they did the little thing over in the corner and molded his head and all that, like, perfect. So, um, and I was in the room with her, my mom and her mom, when her mom showed up. So, it was kind of interesting that she elected for me and my mom to be in there. But uh, it's something that we all three share, so, all four share, because she's the one that had the baby. But Why was it? weird for your mom and you to be there well it's kind of like you know all these movies and stuff that you see where like the dad is sitting out in the other room mm-hmm. or you know they were only allowed to have one person in there and it was just something special that you know that no one can ever take from me and then the fact that she had the confidence and i feel like the trust to have my mom or even ask my mom if she would stay in there wow and my mom's the only one that was crying. So, <laughs> besides <laughs> Shannon, Shannon, who is the one that gave birth, but I mean, it was very, very touching and, and it meant a lot. So, that's cool. Yeah, it's interesting how like you speak about how there's only like one person in the room, and like growing up, like the men were always outside, and it was like this was strictly like a woman thing, and then the dad was like. He wasn't a part of it. Yeah. But well, it's... I mean, you could look at all those Friends episodes with Ross. I mean, he was sitting in the, <laughs> yeah. in the waiting room. But it just being, it's like being a part of something, you know, rather than uh, waiting in line. You know, you were a spectator of something um, that way back, you know, was a high priority and meant something because of the goddess of uh, uh, whatever, you know, um, but you know, just experiencing that, it was it was something. So do you do you think it was more special? So from what I'm hearing, it was more special because you felt like you were participating in it. Well, yeah, because I had to hold her leg up. So, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like it's you know, like when a team wins a championship, you know, uh-huh. everybody played a part. Uh, I mean. I did give half of my DNA, so, yeah. I mean, I played that part, but in the part of him coming out and being born, you know, I played that part, too, so every every team member had their their hand in it, so. Nice. Yeah. It's such a cool thing, like, I don't know, being a participant in this, this in a birth, and, like, you know, it's such a thing that's like so only word i ever think about is primal like yeah. it's the one thing that's like it's it, it's just this birth is just primal and it's wild and it's messy but it's like i don't know for me i i remember feeling like like i'm supposed to be here not like i don't not like in a like you know fate has brought me here but like I'm participating in something that is like nature in its fullest. Maybe, maybe that's what I'm trying to say, you know? And it's like innately was like, I'm lining up with, I don't know how the world works. Yeah. You know, uh, I agree. It's like, you know, thinking back all the way back to, you know, just settling here or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like we have a connection to them too, because they basically did it the same way. Yeah. 
you know, the only difference is technology has advanced some, so maybe it's a little bit easier, mm-hmm. but for the most part, you know, it just connects everybody because everybody's been a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in a, a sense, you know, just that gratitude and kind of sense of accomplishment, you know, seeing it born, the baby born and mm-hmm. all that, you know, just connects you and the mother even more so. Your mother or your the no, baby's no, mother? The baby's yeah. mom. You know, not, not my mom. I mean, my mom has a connection with me already because... It came from the fruit of her loins, as she always says. But... <laughs> hey, man, we're a PG-13 show. Can't say fruit of the loins. Okay, okay. Sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, no, nah, it's really cool to, that you, you, you talk about the, the moment. And, like, like, for me, her mom was there and her best friend was there. And, like, it's cool to think about, like, the special the specialness of that moment and those two other people that were there, like we were the only people, I mean, besides the midwives that we got to share in that. And we're like forever connected and linked because of that moment. And it's like, it's pretty special. And I think it, it was, I was glad that her mom was there and that we could do this together. Cause it, I, I don't know. I feel closer to her now because of that. And that's really cool that you got to share that moment too with the people that were close to you as well. So, man, I'm, know, man, I'm tearing up a little bit. It's only like minute, (laughs) minute thirteen, Jared. Let's 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 keep doing this. (laughs) Quick, somebody make a joke. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Do you remember, or has your parents ever told you about your birth story? Um, for the most part, all I remember or my mom telling me is I got to ride home in a limo. So, wow. Yeah. Straight baller status here. <laughs> um, I was born at, uh, a hospital pretty far away from where we actually live, but you know, it was pretty much, okay, it's time. Let's go. It, you know, it was a couple hours in labor, mm-hmm. but I mean, for the most part, you know, she stayed home with me. We rode home in a, lim- a limo. Um, so that's pretty much all I know yeah. of said birth story. I mean, sometimes she thinks maybe she should take the birth away, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess that's, you know, growing up, you know, you get them attitudes and stuff like that of ginger, so. <laughs> that's typically what happens but. <laughs> hey man I don't want to get too much on the ginger jokes here hey, I have, it's okay I'm a ginger I, I know it's fair <laughs> you have no soul and black hearts and yeah day walkers anyway yeah, no, I, tell, I used to tell people all the time don't, don't mess with me I'll steal your soul where do you think I got all these freckles from okay? <laughs> it's every soul you've stolen <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's one of my favorite South Park episodes the ginger one yes it's just like in Mortal Kombat, that guy that says, your soul is mine. That was my catchphrase all through <laughs> high school. So. That's awesome. Oh, man. My best friend is a ginger. So many jokes about that. Um, so what was, your, what was your dad like? Oh, my dad. He is the guy that would go to work, work 40 hours a week, come home. And granted, at the time, my mom stayed home with me, uh-huh. and it was like, as soon as my dad came home, 
I wanted to be with dad. Yeah. And we'd fall asleep on the recliner. He's a very good handyman. Um, so a lot of things in the house are built by him or mm-hmm. like the additions. And uh, if he doesn't know it, he will do his due diligence to learn how mm-hmm. to do it. Um, he was he put in commercial glass for a living. And uh, now he's just kind of retired. But as far as like projects and stuff, um, he was more of like a doer and not really one to want to teach you only because he's like, well, I got to get this done. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I was, me and my brother were more of like the helpers and just like handing tools and stuff. So, you know, we get to visually see. Um, but now that with my son, he's more of like hands on because he's got more time and patience, I would say, to actually do things with my son and go about like that. But for the most part, it was, you know, he'd be there for baseball. And when we decided to do high school baseball, he engulfed it and was part of the booster club and, you know, knew the coaches, was there at meetings. You know, they relied on him a lot. He was also my little league coach for a couple of times, you know. So he was both my parents, not just my dad, but both my parents were the, always there for me. They've always been and probably always will be. Um, my dad's more laid back, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a pretty chill guy. He gets along with pretty much anybody. Um, so that's pretty much my dad in a nutshell. <laughs> um, real quick, uh, is it hard to see your dad like be patient and show your son to do things when he didn't like wasn't it that way as much with you guys uh no it's not hard it just it, i appreciate it more um, yeah because i mean he, my dad has skills that i don't technically have uh-huh. i mean i could watch my dad all day long build a shed or you know help him build it as far as like helping holding things and mm-hmm. doing like that but at him actually taking time to show my son granted he's only six it's still um it's it's something that you know you don't typically see nowadays yeah um so i think for his generation that'll help him down the line yeah. but i'm not upset about it i appreciate it more okay um because my dad will now <laughs> let <laughs> sh- let me do things or show me some things and granted i'm i'm not a rock or nothing I, I, I can understand concepts and pretty smart myself but for the most part it's uh now it's pleasing it's you know it's something that my son and my dad have for themselves you know that that you know that little thing that nothing can take that away from them you know nice. yeah so maybe when he's even older he'll still go to his pawpaw and want to build things with them or be excited to express what he's built and uh, my dad will probably shed a tear and all that mm-hmm. so um, I will say it was it's always hard to see my dad hurt and but for the most part nowadays he's pretty laid back and stuff so that that moments he has with my son is like I said appreciated 
Man, that's cool. It's making me think about my grandpa and how, like, excuse me, he would, like, he was always, he would give us tests on tools, and, like, we would have to, he'd pull tools out of a bag and be like, what tool is this? We'd have to say it. But, like, he was always, if there was something that, like, we were playing with or something we were, like, we were bored at his house in Ohio, I remember he would always find a way to, like, make us something. I remember he made us, um, he made us these, these guns, um, out of, like, rubber band guns, but he cut up an old tire, like, the tire hose. Yeah. And just, like, nailed two pieces of wood together and cut up all these, these, these tire hoses. And me and my brothers and cousins spent, like, days just shooting each other with these rubber bands. And my grandpa was laughing about it. And then, then he realized when he left, he, he told us he was finding um, cut up tire hoses all over his yard. And he has, like, an acre. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, your grand, your dad's name is Paw Paw. Yeah, that's what he called. Yeah, he's uh, Paw Paw for yeah. my my son, and I think for Christmas we got them both both like shirts. My mom and dad. Nice. Uh, one says, "I'm not called Grandpa. I'm called Paw Paw because I'm awesome or something like that." <laughs> and my mom's called Grams. Uh huh. Because I guess she thinks Grandma's like too generic and is not yeah. hip nowadays. But I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm learning that the names are a big deal to, to grandparents. Like, um, it's a thing, you know? Like, are you granny? Are you grandma? Are you Gigi? Are you Papa? I, I had a daddy paw. Yeah. You know, it's crazy how, I mean, the name is important. Well, I had, my grandfather was uh, Pop Pop. He always wore, Pop, like, Pop. Uh, I guess it's like a uh, golf hat. You uh-huh. Know, like the... Or in the Newsies, those hats that they wore. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when you said Pawpaw or Pop Pop, everybody knew he was. Uh-huh. You know, even other people that didn't call, you know, that wasn't his grandchildren would call him Pop Pop. Yeah. And, you know, he'd, you know, light up his cigarette and, you know, pretty much all day long. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, he'd always tell us. I mean, he didn't make us no uh, rubber band guns or nothing, but he would always tell us we're like part Viking, and then you know those all those stories. Like, I walked up the hill to school in the mm-hmm. snow, up and down two times yeah. a day or whatever. Like, okay, crazy old man. Like, <laughs> chill out with those stories. Yeah. But he was a he was a a, a war vet. Yeah. And uh, so, and he lived on for a good while. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, it was hard to see him pass and stuff like that. And then even my dad's father, um, which I, you know, it was, it was always, they lived in Florida. So when they came up to visit, it was always like, you know, that rush of joy. Like, I finally get to see him. And, but yeah. he was kind of like, you know, the quiet guy. Uh, it was more of like grandma's here with grandpa. But, um. He was in the military too, Navy, mm-hmm. and so I mean it was hard for when he passed too. But I mean I felt more connected to my mom's dad because he lived here. And yeah, he was always you know around. He watched us before we went to school. He helped put us on the bus, and uh, he drove an old caddy. 
<laughs> really? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And then even on the little, the I guess it's you know I I don't think it was like an air freshener, mm-hmm. but it was uh, like a uh, pinup doll, and <laughs> she didn't have any sh- a shirt on. So I mean, like when you got to ride in Pop Pop's car, like you got to see some movies. Yes, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Especially going to elementary school, you already yeah. knew what it was. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I was really lucky too. Um, my my dad's dad, he lived until like th- yeah, wow, like three years ago, um, and he was really cognizant. Like that's the thing that I was always felt really lucky about, because um, you know when you get older, you know you start to lose it some. But he my my grand my dad's parents were so diligent with like a schedule and a routine. Yeah. Like he, I think he was in his, he was 98 maybe when he passed. And it was like, wow. the, it was the only reason he, he passed was because he had mesothelioma because he was, a <clears throat> he was a merchant Marine and worked on boilers on ships. Yeah. So and you think if he didn't have that, he'd be living till what? 150. Yeah, I know. He'd, like that. he'd still be around. Um, yeah, we used to. Talking about the military is always a sore subject for me because merchant marines weren't considered veterans until recently. And it was one of the most dangerous jobs in World War II because they were the ones that were... Usually their ships were targeted because they were the supply ships. Yeah. And um, so that was the thing. But I remember uh, right before he passed, um, uh, uh, somebody from the Veterans Society or something came and gave him a, a veteran world war ii veteran hat wow and uh he was oh my god i mean it made me tear up because it's yeah. like you know he couldn't get the gi bill he couldn't get all these things that all these other guys had but yeah. it was just because he didn't he didn't have a gun wow and it's like that was hard but um but it was cool you know it was cool to listen to his stories you know, grandpas always have stories. Yes. And then I, my daddy Paul was my mom's dad, and he was kind of the wild one. He only had six fingers because of a chainsaw accident, <laughs> and he was a farmer, and um, he loved chewing tobacco. And it's only only the, the he died when I was like ten, but the only thing I remember from him is he would pinch me with the nubs of his fingers. Yeah. That sucked <laughs> and um he he would go we would go to braves games yes. all the time and we'll get into oh. i know you're a braves fan but he used to bring his <laughs> chew and i always remember him getting two cups and just spitting spitting yeah. the chew at the seats but um oh, man. yeah but yeah man shout out to grandparents they're yes. awesome yes um so what's been What's been the funniest thing about being a dad? Um, I'd say uh, watching him listen to these old time songs and just dancing his butt <laughs> off. Like, so, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, come and get your love, right? Yeah. When that, he, we, I took him to see that. He was like four, maybe. Um, so, no filters for watching movies for the most part. Superhero movies are good. But, you know, um, he, he would get an old iPod and stick the earbuds in his ear and just start dancing 
you know. And of course, we got him the Star Lord costume and everything. So he'd be walking around the house pretending he was Star Lord. Yes. And then uh, he he looked at me one day with the headphones in and was like, "Daddy, can you hear that song?" And I'm just laughing. No, I can't because I can. I mean, I can literally hear it because he had it turned up pretty loud. Mm-hmm. But it was just the fact that you know he's just dancing, snapping his fingers like every day, and he even wrote that down on one of his uh, sheets for school. Is like, what's your favorite song? And come and get like, your come love. Come and get your 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 love now. Yes, and that song is. It came out before I was even born. Oh yeah, it's an old one. Yes, super old. Yeah. Six year old, you know. Or we'd go over to my brother's house when he was living with friends, and my brother is a big music person. Loves listening to it. And I think at three years old, my son would basically bounce to the beat and be on, you know, time with it. And it's like, that's crazy because you never would think that, you know, that young age, they pick things up and realize that's when the beat is. And he's just, you know, basically, I have a video somewhere. Mm-hmm. Of him just in the room, my son, my brother's cleaning out the closet or something like that, and he's just like bouncing to the beat of the the rap song um, <laughs> for the most part, and it's just. And nowadays he wants to dance and dab and do the floss like. Oh gosh. Which those aren't like real dances or nothing, but <laughs> in my opinion, but uh, I would say the fact that you know he listens to these old time songs and actually enjoys them. You yeah, know, an old soul in a six-year-old already. That's yeah. Um, which is it's it's pretty funny in its own right, but watching him dance and dab all the time is is <laughs> hilarious. That's cool. I uh, I tell my students there's no flossing in the line. <laughs> I don't care when you floss, but you can't floss when we're walking down the hallways. Um, <laughs> you got me talking about grandparents and this dancing, and I forgot to ask the question that was the follow up to the dad, your dad question. That's yeah. um, cool. We're just rolling with it, right? Yeah. Um, it. What are the things that your is there anything that your dad has did or said or was that you have like adopted for you as a father? Um, just be willing to listen. You know, not really. You know, yeah, I do get upset sometimes and might have a temper here and there, but it's more of like my dad will listen. If you got a problem, you know, he'll listen. And then, you know, just being there, you know, um, my dad, whatever we were into, he kind of just fully engulfed himself to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. So that way there's, you know, always, you know, one of our parents there. Um, whether it's baseball or soccer or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it was just something that, you know, he was willing to do whatever it took to help me, you know, whether it's play catch in the yard or, and my mom too. So, I mean, it's not. Did your mom play catch with you? Yeah. She would always, yeah. you know, if it threw, threw a bad throw, she goes, I don't catch with my feet. You better throw it to my chest. I don't care how hard <laughs> you throw it. Um, but my dad, is, he's, you know. And the fact that, you know, how much he loves my mom, you know what I mean? I think, you know, that that's getting to become a lost cause in a way for, you know. What do you mean? So, like, they've been married for 20-something years or 30-something years now. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, a lot of people nowadays are quickly getting divorced or, you know, something like just genuine love. No matter what happens, no matter argument or nothing, it doesn't deter his love for my mom. You know what I mean? Um, my mom had to, she battled Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm-hmm. And my dad was right there next to her every single day doing what he could to help her fight it. And she beat it. So, I mean, that, I mean, you know, of course you, you could say like the doctors help with that chemotherapy. But, you know, just knowing that the love between two humans was strong enough to where she could beat it, you know. And like I said, him being there and hardworking and wanting to learn more to do more. You know, I think that's that's something that you can't take away from from anybody. But, you know, that's what I gained from it. To, mm-hmm. You know, my son has a problem. Well, let's talk about it. You know, don't just shun away and hide. Let's talk about it. You want to build something? Let's go build something. You know, mm-hmm. let's do something together. You know, um, whatever my son's into, I will definitely back him 100% and learn everything I can about whatever it is to, you know, fully be versed in it and mm-hmm. be able to help him out even more. So that's kind of like what my dad did. So, What was that like for you to see your dad, like, show his love to your mom no matter what because it is a it is a wild thing because you can you can find hundreds of people that they say they learned cuz they you learn how to love people from your parents so how do you think that how do you think that affected you seeing that from such a young age well i mean it's it's affected me pretty well so like even though me and my son's mother are not together I still love her in a way to where I will help take care of her anything she needs um, I still consider her part of my family and I've even mentioned this to Chelsea herself you know like I know it's you know it's gonna be hard to love me and be a part of my family like that and understand that but she is my family um, We've had a kid together, so I'm going to do what I can to help help her out. I'm not going to go over there and spend the night or nothing. I just, you know, financially or a roof overhead. So, you know, like the house I own, she rents for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and being able to have a decent relationship with her to where we can communicate things about my son. And even Chelsea can go over there and pick him up from her, which... That was an experience all in itself. But, um, I bet. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, caring for people in general that are close to you. Like, uh, undeniable love mm-hmm. in a way. Um, so that's kind of how it's helped me. Um, I would say it does get tough at times mm-hmm. for myself um, in certain situations. But for the most part, my dad stayed true to form and no matter what's happened he's there and he's willing to support my mom in anything Mm -hmm. and that's the kind of 
thing that I hope to portray and carry on myself to at least my son. Yeah. Know, that even though times are tough, it's love gets you through anything. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much what I've taken from it. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I think about <laughs> I think about, you know, how my dad was with my mom. And I think I learned how to treat a you know, you know, men, their dads show them how to treat a woman. Yes, no, I agree one hundred percent. You know, that, that's true. That is true. And it's funny because you know, in the last, in our, my last episode, we we're talking about how kids, kids see through bullshit, and it's like. Oh, I, I agree with that too. They do, do, and, and I, I think do. kids see more than we know, and it's cool to see you as an adult talk about the things you saw from your dad and it's like because of that you're able to carry that on and show that to your son and and then you know treat your you know your fiance and your you know your ex with respect and love and it's because of what you saw in your dad you know and that's pretty important that's pretty awesome that you got to see that yeah no uh, it's it's like family values in a way you know what I mean? Um, no matter how you cut it, mm-hmm. the people that are always there for you are the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of what my dad's shown me, um, even with his, his family. Like, they need, you know, they need this done and they need that done. And my dad's the first one in line to help them out. I mean, we're not the richest people in the world, but my dad can build some shit. And <laughs> <laughs> he can tell you how to do it a lot cheaper, fix your door. You know, yeah. like, talk about the handyman of the family. You know, I can't take like, you to Ikea, but I'll make you a door spare than Ikea. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, he still goes back to the glass company, and they, you know, he's like, hey, I need a sheet of glass for this and that, and boom, they get it to him, and he just wow. puts it in. He looks out for people. Yeah. Um, like I said, that's you know looking out for people and treating everybody with respect and love, and that's it goes a long way, mm-hmm. you know. And I, you know, I feel like my son's in a, a mentally rough patch because me and his mom aren't together. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I you see it, see him grow from that, and understand that he has well, he will have two moms. It's not just one mom and he's even called Chelsea his ex-mom already or stepmom he calls and her ex-mom he at first he did because you know he was like like your extra mom you know oh, what I mean? extra like I tried to oh, okay. explain it to him because as his dad I uh, respectfully asked him if it was okay if me and her were boyfriend and girlfriend nice and he said it was cool and then I asked him you know what about if I asked her to be my wife or marry her? And he goes, that'd be cool. I said, but he said, but she, she's not my mom. She won't, I said, you, she's not going to replace your mom. It'd be like, you have two moms. He's like, okay, she could be my ex-mom, like your extra <laughs> mom. And then, of course, Chelsea took it as like X-Men. Like she's got powers and all that. Like oh, Chelsea. full flow, you know, positive thinking. Um, but now he calls her stepmom sometimes. Like they, they had a day to themselves and they went to brunch or something. And <laughs> sitting there and he, the waitress uh, said that, you know, called her honey or mom or something like that. And he goes, 
she's my stepmom. And <laughs> <laughs> kind of just not, you know, like waitresses don't really, yeah, they don't know. And so they kind of like mama bear and stuff like that. And she's like, she's my stepmom. And then they came and visited me at work and said, he said, she's my stepmom and her mom is my step grandma. I was like, okay, that that's great. So I said no, no pressure. That was before I even asked her to marry me. So it was oh, kind of. Oh jeez. I was like, no pressure there, bud. Wow. Uh, I even showed him the ring before I handed it to her. Dude, that's cool. Granted, he wanted to play with it. I said, no, you ain't touching that, bud. But <laughs> like, I I respect my son enough to ask him questions like that. I know he's six, but still, it's like uh, you're part of it too, bud. So if you don't approve, then I'm not gonna fully go ahead with it you know it's we're a team so that's awesome because i'm a big believer in kids understand a lot more than we give them or yeah than we give them credit for yes i mean they they get stuff that it's like who are you you're nine how do you understand that you know it's (laughs) like i'm constantly dealing with that um that's really awesome um so you're a single single dad in the the aspect of you know you're, you're not with your wife or you're not with your the mother of your son um and the last guy we talked to he was a single dad as well but i think so does does your son because his son lived with him full-time and does your son live with you full-time uh no i have a uh, joint custody of him uh-huh. um so i get him like every other weekend and Mondays and Tuesdays. Okay. And then she gets them Wednesday, Thursday, and every other weekend. Um, but we have this kind of good relationship so where if she's going to go do something, you know, we will we'll watch them and, or hang out with them. And, you know, I guess it's not babysitting because it's my own kid. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's a joy to have him around. Yes, I miss him for those days. And I guess the, you know, what absence makes the heart grow fonder. Mm-hmm. Um, I still feel bad for my son because he's got a, you know, split time here and there and doesn't really have one home base. Mm-hmm. But my son is rolling with it. It's like, I got three rooms. I got, you know, all these toys. Like, <laughs> he is working the system in a way. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's, you know, if he does something wrong over there, she lets me know, you know, what his punishment was and vice versa. Um, even now, he's hanging out with Chelsea alone sometimes. So, I mean, he's growing, getting a bond with her, too. So, I think he's just uh, embracing everything. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, as far as getting him 50% of the time or whatnot, it's, it's tough. And, you know, hopefully it doesn't affect his school. I mean, it hasn't yet. And, you know, we've talked about possibly changing the arrangements um, coming down the line. But for the most part, I think when he's in middle school or whatever, you know, he'll be able to have more of a say mm-hmm. of to where he wants to stay. And I'm not going to fight him on that if he wants to stay with his mom more or whatnot. I mean, you know, you have a brain. You can think for yourself. Um, just express to me. I'm not always here for you. And. But fifty percent of the time, it's it does get hard at times. Mm-hmm. But what's the hardest part? Uh, the hardest part is 
uh, my job schedule is all over the place. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times on my days, I don't don't really get to see him, but for a couple hours before he goes to bed. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's tough in that aspect. And then even when she has him, it's like she does little events with him here and there. Like at uh, the Wegmans, they had like this cooking class with kids. So he's gone to two of them already. Um, she's taken him one, and my parents have taken him one, and it's just it's like I'm missing out on that stuff. But my my role is, I understand my role. I got mm. to work hard at things and be able to afford things to, to where if he wants something down the line, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know it's not easy but you know life isn't easy so mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean but I get I miss out on some things like that and you know it you know when his mom took him to that first one I just teared up even though I asked her to send me pictures and stuff like that I'm sitting in the cooler at work even though it's the same building and trying not to cry my eyes out to you know in the cooler so mm-hmm. no one can see it just it's one of those things where I want to be a part of it uh, but life and jobs have kind of changed the direction of that uh, it's mm-hmm. not that I'm not there for him it, you know I just don't get to spend as much time with him that's why Chelsea gets to spend more time with him mm-hmm. which is great like don't get me wrong like I appreciate her spending time with him and all that and I love that they grow up bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my son loves me to death. He misses me and stuff like that. But it's just, it's hard because it's not like I can wake up every weekend with him and go to the park or, you know, try and learn how to teach him how to throw a baseball and do that stuff. You know, it's just, I feel like I miss out on some of those things. But the role I have in that like if I don't work or put in the effort to work you know he'd be living on the street yeah so it's it's a a give and take in a way so do you think how do you you know I can see how hard that can be Um, how do you find balance in that or is it like just a constant thing or it's the balance is different from week to week. Um, for the most part, I would say the balance is different from week to week. Now, special events and stuff that he has, I do request those times off so I can be there, mm-hmm. and then I am a presence. Um, and even if it's some, an event with his mom, like we are not fighting or nothing like that. So it's it's nice to be there with her. At, you know, we're his parents, and we are partaking but you know like when he comes home from school and he shows me a picture he drew and it's him and his mom you know like that's (laughs) yeah i you know kind of think like where's the picture of me and you bud and then he goes well i'll draw you one well i kind of want you to like think of it on your own yeah and want to do that but i mean those little it's like little shots yeah it's not like he's doing it on purpose he's six but i would say like Balance wise, I mean, it's it's a weekly thing. Yeah. So I got to kind of uh, 
do what I can. So mm-hmm. whenever it's a chance to get him, if his mom is doing something, I, I jump at the opportunity. No matter what I'm doing, um, even if he stays with my parents for that those few hours or whatnot. Um, but the balance comes in, I would say, me trying to live my life even mm-hmm. though I don't get to spend time with them, so Chelsea and you know dancing and sports and stuff like that that I do, it just seems you know that kind of helps ease some of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you never really get rid of the pain yeah. because it's you know it's going to be that way for a while. Mm-hmm. It's just <clears throat> understanding the pain and kind of working through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as he's happy, I mean, I feel like that's where the balance comes in. Yeah. You know, if he's not mentally struggling between living in two different houses or, you know, three if he count my parents' house. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more about seeing him happy and enjoying life. Yeah. And then my balance is it comes second nature or yeah. second. Um, I just feel like if he's happy... And Chelsea's happy that that's my balance, in a way. So the balance of happiness for others. So you doing what you need to do for them is giving you that joy, in a way, would you say? Yeah, I mean, being able to provide and kind of like the, you know, all the old school things where you see the dad come home and the mom's in the kitchen and stuff like that. That's great and all, uh, but like I work hard and I will still come home and do whatever I can to make them happy and mm-hmm. smile. Um, I think that's what is the end game in my balance is that they're happy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I could be going through stuff, but seeing those smiles on their faces and everything just it makes me smile, makes me feel good inside. Uh, especially like when my son comes to me and says, I wanted to make you proud, Daddy. Oh, gosh. Like, that's a little oh. tearjerker. Oh. Tearjerker, but oh, I would yeah. say, like, that is the one of the best yeah. feelings in the world. Yeah. And no matter what I've been going through, what I've dealt with that day, uh-huh. you know, work is work. I mean, I can always find another job. That That's yeah. the thing. But knowing that, He's doing something to try to make me proud mm-hmm. or vice versa. I'm basically, everything I'm doing is trying to make him proud. Yeah. I know he's six and, you know, concepts he doesn't really understand. Mm-hmm. But when he's older, he'll look back and be like, wow, my dad really put in the effort to make me happy, provide, and do things for me, even though he was the man behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's the way I've taken it. Like, I'm the guy behind the scenes. Just so like that great movie you watch, like wow, those actors are great. Well, someone's got to write the story, mm-hmm. someone's got to record it, someone's got to direct it. <clears throat> I'm all three of those in a way. So that's my my balance. Mm-hmm. I would say. So it's almost like you're saying your role is provider of not just financially, but of like like the what are y'all what y'all are doing happiness happy uh, provider of happiness yes provider of happiness that's a a pretty good good saying i would say yeah 
I like that provider of happiness. Yes. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, you know, I get these little whispers of those things with him, with my kid. I mean, even though he's four months, it's, I come home and he's starting to like know that like, I'm, I don't know if he knows I'm dad, but he definitely knows like I'm someone important. Yeah. And he like, he like, I would think so. you know, he's, if he, he sees me and he smiles or like, I go to pick him up from my wife's, from her practice. And there's all these people that are, that are holding him and looking at him. But then he sees me and then it's like, he smiles and then he doesn't care about the other people. That's like, that little twinkle in his eye. oh my gosh, that little twinkle. And then I pick him up and when he rests his head and my little, I call it my little neck crevice. Yes. You know, the little neck and he like, he kind of like bends it a little bit, you know, yes. does your kid still do that? Yeah, actually my kid, he will uh, play with my beard sometimes. Uh-huh. He'll lay on my, like, he wants to cuddle at night when he goes to bed. <clears throat> yeah. No matter if, you know, me, Chelsea, his mom. He wants to cuddle. Mm-hmm. I guess it's that closeness, and that's that. That's you know, when I come home late, he's already in bed. I'll go in there and just lay next to him and cuddle with him. Mm-hmm. You know, I. It's his happiness yeah. in a way, and you know, those are little things that, when he's older, he's not gonna give two craps about what I'm yeah. doing. He yeah. wants to go hang out with his friends, eventually a girlfriend, and you know, whatever from there on. But no, it's it's, uh, you know, the hugs. The way he lays his head on his shoulder, you know, the the tickling of the beard in a way, or, you know, just the fact that he squeezes you hard enough. Yeah. And my son, he, you know, I, you know, give me a kiss, buddy. And, you know, kiss me on the lips or the cheek or, you know, just the innocent little things that nobody can take away. Yeah. And that's just, it, it fills you, fills me with joy. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it fills you with joy, too. I mean, would you ever think that your kid would, you know, how you would feel with your kid, like, just being there and picking him up and stuff? Like, it's it's a, a surreal feeling. You're, you're yeah. part of this kid's life forever. It's incredibly surreal for so many reasons. For me, one, I didn't, this time last, well, no, this time last year she was pregnant. Um, but I didn't, I didn't want kids. Yeah. It was just something I never, I never saw myself doing, um, but so it's surreal in that in that regard that like oh my gosh here I am with this kid, and then it's surreal. It's just because like this kid wasn't a kid a year ago, yeah, pretty much, and like consciousness blinked on, and he has he has consciousness of brain and fingers and arms, and he's looking and he's understanding, and it's like. I mean, it's like this is this is this is wild, and it, and it's surreal to see. For me, the best is when he falls asleep with me. Yes. Oh my goodness. Because, it's, it's like. I think on on his level. He doesn't understand that I'm dad, and you know, mom is mom. He just knows that we're there, and I think maybe it's like a safety thing and so if he can fall asleep with me then that means i'm safe and so i said i mean i i i cried about that for 20 minutes it was like you know it's like (laughs) well think about it like moms carry them for nine months Uh so they get the use of the the warmth and the heartbeat from them 
and you know we're the outside presence you mm-hmm. know we're the one one that you know they're not used to I would say yeah mm-hmm. but you know they gain that trust with us at such a young age and then you even look at it like well I would look at it like that's a little person that looks to me and you know eventually will take to every nuance that I have and you know he's a little boy and I'm I'm a boy you know Mm -hmm. like there's so many things that he will just you know I guess look up to Mm -hmm. and want to be a part of and you know it's just something that I mean I know you work you work with kids so I mean you see kids all the time but you know now you got the baby does does it seem like you know it's different only because you know it's like this one little person besides your wife that you come home to and it's like he's waiting for you you know well well, honestly up until the last maybe two or three weeks i don't even think he was just indifferent to me (laughs) i used to tell people that because because we have a cat you know mr bojangles and um i was like no you know they're like how is it being a dad i was like i mean you know there's just another living thing that's just indifferent to me they just love carly and so it was hard but i think um you know it's cool it's really cool to to know like to see these whispers of that like desire to be with me and i know that that's gonna be i'm looking forward to it i'm also cherishing it now because I don't know. It, it's never going to be like this. Yeah. I think that's what Carly cries about so much. Well, you know? I mean, he can't, he can't really talk back to you right now I either. So Man. whether it's just noises or whatnot, it's just, you know, yeah. mine actually makes sentences and talks back to me. <laughs> like, he'll go, really? Really, Dad? Like, yes, really. Like, what are you, the 16-year-old girl right now? Like, Get out of here. <laughs> Grab me one. Let's grab. Open those last two up. Um, yeah, man, it's wild. You know, I think the one thing I tell, I was telling someone is like, when it comes to to the kid, um, he's only added things to my life that are like great. You know, and it's like, I don't know. It, it, it's I don't remember why I didn't want kids anymore. Which is which is kind of cool, um, and it's just and it's I don't know I can't explain it. He just he's all he's done is added this like level to my life that is like deeper, and I don't know. I feel like I get it, maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about it like this: like you've been a teacher, right? And yeah. you're around kids all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like ah, I don't really want some snot-nosed kid in my life you know what i mean like yeah. i got enough of them when i go to work yeah um, <laughs> it's kind of like i work at a grocery store and some days i come home and i don't want to be around anybody i just kind of want to like yeah. isolate myself because i'm always putting a smile on and you know yeah. doing that thing and it just it's one of those things where it's like you're taking home work home with you yeah um <clears throat> But having a kid itself is like, it's part of you, uh, no matter what anybody says, like half yours. Yeah. So, and it's, you know, something that some 
something, someone that uh, will eventually look up to you and mm-hmm. want to hang out with you all day long, you know? I mean, it, it's something special. I will say that, like you said, adds to your life, not takes away. Granted, it might give you some great hairs down the line, but... Yeah. <laughs> I feel more tired during the day, but that's not that bad, really, when you think about it. But no, it's it's wild, like, being a teacher and being a dad now, because the beauty of being a teacher is you can impact these kids' lives, and then you send them away. <laughs> yes, you don't have to keep them. Yeah, I don't have to keep them. Just and... like grandparents. They, my parents tell me the same thing. <laughs> and so, like, and so for, like, the last six years, like, I've been imparting my knowledge and, like, my beliefs and, like, helping the future generations. So I was, like, getting that filled. Yeah. And I think that was one of the reasons why I just never had the desire for kids. But I don't know. It's, like, I think being a dad now and being a teacher it's in a way softened some of my edges with these kids that i teach because i don't know i mean i see this this little boy and i don't know you know it's like that could be your kid yeah today. like i i don't want to if i i don't want to and i try not to to raise my voice to any of my students ever um but it's just more apparent because I look at these these little boys in my class and I'm like, oh man, like that's somebody's kid. And think these little yeah. boys, they, they look up to you too because yeah. you're a male teacher. You're basically just like them. And, you know, that's a, always what I've wanted to do mm-hmm. is basically what you're doing. Yeah. Being like a role model for young mm-hmm. young boys to know that, you know, it's okay to be whatever you want to be. It's not necessarily... You don't have to go work in office or um, construction worker mm-hmm. or whatever that is. You know, you can be a teacher. You can inspire others to do better. And that's, yeah. I guess, in your your way of thinking, I guess, is like, you know, you get to send them home, but, you know, you get to see how other people raise their kids mm-hmm. and kind of make a... A formulation for your own kid. You know what I mean? I should have been taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, we could. I could have a whole episode about male teachers and yes. being that, and, and what I've seen, and you know. But uh, that's for another time. But I yeah, do. No, you know, it is. It is. <laughs> it is cool. I I worried about that. I worried about being a teacher and being a dad because. You know, my dad was a teacher, and I remember seeing him come home and just so exhausted. And I come home, and I'm exhausted some days because of everything. But you don't have, as dads, we yeah. don't have time to be exhausted. But what's wild is like, I don't know. It's like the it's not the the exhaustion goes away, but it's not as bad as I thought it was gonna be because there's this like. Of course, I want my son, when I see him and when I pick him up and when I'm he's with me, that like he needs to feel secure and happy and healthy and whole and full because he's fucking four months old. Yeah, <laughs> he's no. like, you know, and it's like I look at him and it's like, of course, I'm tired, but who cares? This kid needs me. Yeah, and no, it, it's I, all I, up to me, you know, and there's this part of me that like the exhaustion maybe gets compartmentalized. 
Yeah, well, no, I I agree 100% because when my son was first born, I took on three jobs. Jeez. So we can save money to buy a house and get out of my parents' house. I mean, mad respect for my parents. They gave us their room. They moved themselves out to the den area, kind of made their own little room, and, you know, basically gave us a whole half of the house <clears throat> so we can become a family. But I took on three jobs, come home and would... You know, basically, want to hold him, have him fall asleep on my my chest and all that, like mm-hmm. whatever time I could. And, and whether I felt exhausted or not, I would still put in the effort to basically be with him. Yeah. And you know that when once you hold him, there is no exhaustion. Like he rejuvenates you in a way to where you don't feel that no more. It's such a fucking beautiful thing, isn't it? It is. Oh it really God. is. And it's like, and it, it, you can't explain it to other people. And and I really loved that my friends who had kids never really tried to explain it to me, but also never really made me feel weird because like I didn't know. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it's just something you can't you can't explain that shit, man. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's it's different for everybody. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like. I mean, the way you feel about with your kid and how that all that transpires is mm-hmm. a little bit different from what I felt, you know. Yeah. But in the end, it's like a joy. Yeah. Just to be around this little human. Yeah. You know, and for the time being, he can't really talk back to me, you know, like. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it felt, you know, it's always <laughs> like that brand new toy when you're a little kid like mm-hmm. I have to go to school really and then you come yeah. home and like I'm playing with that thing as much as I can cause you know mom was with it all day you know yeah. what I mean like they get that maternity leave and get to hang out with the baby all day long they look exhausted and like tired when we come home mm-hmm. but I will be more than happy to take the kid off your hands yeah. like I did not get that chance to I didn't yeah. get to carry him nine months or whatever, and so I feel like it's now it's my turn. Now that he's here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've been pretty. You say maternity leave. I'm lucky that I can, I'm taking paternity leave. Well, I mean, and I can I get I get a few months where I can be with him, and that's pretty dope. That I'm, is, and because because there's so many people. You talk to to a lot of dudes, and the one thing they I hear is they just wish they had more time. And they felt like, yeah, they got a week off, but that first week is like, I mean, it's exhaustion and adrenaline. And what, when you're really needed is second week, third week, fourth week. And I was lucky that like Jasper came the beginning of my summer vacation. So I had eight weeks and then Carly, she was off too. And so there was that. And so it was just wild, but, um, you can't take back that time. Um, but I'm thinking about like, so for me, so there's like, what are you looking forward to the most with him? I know for me, like concerts, are, well, there's two things. One, I can't wait for him to cuss first because <laughs> our fam, you know, oh, we are goodness. between me and well, my wife more. Um, and then, and then her mom, <laughs> Her mom is, I mean, especially when you mention Trump, but we won't get into that. But, like, 
I, I really believe that some of what of what of his first words will be, you know, a cuss word. But anyway, but besides waiting for that, because I'm really excited for that, because it's really funny when little kids cuss. Oh, yes. But um, so concerts are a big thing with me, and so like taking him to a concert is like something I'm really looking forward to. So like, what's something that you're really looking forward to to do with him? Well, I mean. I will say I've kind of hit that already, um, mm-hmm. because he came to me. He would I would take him out to softball games and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and he's he came to me and said, "Dad, I want to play baseball." So it's kind of like something I grew up playing, and I continue to play today. Yeah, and like he wants to be a part of that. He wants to do something that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not forcing him. To, I'm not, by all means, I will not force him to do anything he doesn't want to do. Now, do I think that he should be doing an activity of some kind? Yes. Yeah. But I'll give you options and you tell me what you want to do. That's you know? cool. So when he came up to me and was like, Dad, I want to play. Will you sign me up for baseball? Hell yeah. Well, like, let's yeah. do it, you know? Um, but I guess, like, for, I mean, the cussing thing, like, he was, I want to say two or three. Mm-hmm. And he'd go, oh, damn it. But he would do it. <laughs> Perfect timing. Like he drops something, and go, oh damn it, and then stick his hands up, like <laughs> just like real, like that's the best. No lie, and, but I mean, even now, like my son does not cuss, and I can, I try and tell him, like, say, hey, Jacob, it's okay if you say I'm a badass. I'd say it. He goes, no, that's a bad word. So I mean, yeah. like, he's gained an understanding of the good words, the bad words. That's good. But I guess I mean, in the future, I mean. Just him looking back and, you know, appreciating what I've done. Uh-huh. You know, not necessarily like an event in his life or, you know, I mean, yes, it'd be great to see him go to prom and all that stuff and get married, have his first kid. Mm-hmm. But I just want him to be able to, like, wholeheartedly come to me and say, Dad, I want to thank you for everything you've done for me. I mean, he says it now. He says, thank you, Dad, for a lot of things, for everything you've done for me. But yeah. I feel like that's kind of like... Um, like he for he was forced to say something like that, yeah. or he was told to say something like that. I mean, I guess not forced because he'll just say it out of the blue. But you know, it's not really. He's six, so he doesn't really understand and comprehend everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like when he's a teenager, he's in high school, and then when he comes and tell me that, I think it'll mean a lot more. So that's kind yeah. of what I'm really looking forward to. Not necessarily like, um. You know, I've taken him to movies and stuff like that, movie theaters, and, and I guess it's not more of an event; it's more of a, a feeling that he has yeah. towards me, more of like an appreciation. Yeah, you know what I mean, because I'm always the guy behind the scenes in a way. Yeah, one of one of my yeah, that's awesome. I think um, sharing and stuff that you like is. I remember when uh, <laughs> so my dad and I really. Like, I love silly comedy. And my dad loves silly comedy. And I'm talking like silly, like Monty Python, um, stuff like that. But my dad got this movie. This is Spinal Tap. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No, not yet. Oh, my gosh. It's, 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 this, this is Spinal Tap is the silliest. It's a, it's a mockumentary on a band that's like Metallica. Yeah. 
or something. I think it's metallic, but they're called, um, they're called spinal tap. And me and my dad, cause I blew out my knee one summer and my dad got the movie and we sat and watched it and laughing at the same jokes. I remember when there's this scene in a movie where they're trying to get to the airport and one of the guys can't get through the metal detector and they, they rub, they do the little wand by his crotch and then he pulls it out and it's a cucumber wrapped in aluminum foil. And I remember my dad and I just just losing it. Oh my goodness! And I could I could tell like it was I could tell that like my dad was in this moment like he was sharing a, a joke with me, and it was fun. But then like also he took me to see Talladega Nights, in the movie theater oh like gosh. the day it opened, and we. And that movie is I mean, but but it was like you know like. We were the loudest people in the theater because I have a very loud laugh, yes. and I and I also, what makes it worse in movies is I laugh at stuff that normal people don't laugh at, which oh, my makes my favorite part yeah. of that movie is the when they're doing the commercials. Uh-huh. And he goes, "If you don't chew big red, fuck you." Yeah, that. Oh my god, But anyway, but like, but my dad like just us because my dad laughs really. I mean, he had a laugh that was like. I don't want to do it here because it'll blow out the speakers. But um, <laughs> but just sharing those things, it's like that's. I mean, it's such a cool thing to like to have a. You, you know, my dad was laughing at something. I was laughing at something. We got the joke. Yes. And like sharing, and that is such a cool yes. thing, you know. Well, I mean, I agree with the the sharing thing because like, and mine's more of like a family thing. Mm-hmm. So all the Marvel movies. We are not allowed to see the movie without my mom and dad. Oh, really? Yes. So, uh, we kind of made a mistake, me and my brother. We went with a friend of ours to go see Iron Man 3. Yeah. And my mom has been pissed and still pissed to this day. Kind of like, she'll, she'll pull it up, like, out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, you remember y'all went to Iron Man 3 without me? Like, it's just something that we've all always done. It's like, it's just a family thing. Yeah. Um. My dad more so would fall asleep watching TV. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Jeez. not necessarily... My dad fell asleep all the time. Not necessarily being able to do stuff like that. Um, but I got to work next to my dad. So, yeah. you know, being able to be out there and learning things from him like that, that, that was cool. But, like, me and my mom would watch Smallville every mm-hmm. Thursday night. Yeah. Like, if she's not home, I'm not watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of like the... It's always a family thing. Um such a you know so, yeah i mean it's such a i don't know i feel like that sharing things with your kids is super important to yeah, yeah. to them like uh just and and but also like being around like you talk about watching your dad build things yeah like that's what your dad like he he's a builder and it's a powerful thing for you i bet it was a powerful thing for you to see him do that like that's him in his element you know and like for me my dad you know he was a musical guy and so i remember like we i worked at this this church camp for most of my life and my dad would come and he'd be a cook but my dad also lead singing it was a church camp and i remember watching him lead singing and like you know you're but i mean you're in a field and there's like early morning the fog's going everyone's singing and it's like you know but like seeing that my dad doing what he does best and like people all of us sharing in that i mean 
it's a great thing that you get we get to see those things you know yeah no i agree um i will say like even growing up a lot of people a lot of my friends would say man you got some awesome parents like yeah my dad had no problem giving anybody a ride home he had no problem you know helping the neighbors out or whatever Mm -hmm. i mean even now he cuts grass with his z-mower and he takes so much pride in that and you know he does almost the entire neighborhood really yeah and, my grandpa I mean, did they, that too. They will they will give him money or whatever, and even one neighbor would also drop off flowers. You know, kind of like it's just like our own little community. But yeah. everybody I know, because my dad was there for baseball and stuff too, they tell me like I'm lucky with the parents that I have. You know what I mean? Like I've I mean I might have taken some things for granted, mm-hmm. but you know it's now it's like you look you look at them and. Like, you understand as an adult, like, the things they've done, things that they're going through, and, you know, it's like, I want to be able to do that for my son and for my parents, you know, it's kind of (laughs) like, both ways now, you know? Every time I saw my dad, I felt like I needed to apologize to him for something I did. Because it was, you know, as kids, you're just you're just assholes to your parents. Because and you it's don't, coming for you. Yeah, too, and, it's, and it's coming for you. Well, I, I like, you know. for instance, my I would always I at fourteen, fifteen, you know, like the yeah. high, early high school days, and so you're always ragging on somebody, right? Yeah. So I would rag on my dad and his mustache, and he got to a point where it actually hurt his feelings. Oh, jeez. You know. Yeah. And so, then I feel bad. And my mom would kind of be like, look, you really hurt your father's feelings. Yeah. And it's like she would defend him. And that, you know, that's part of that love thing that we talked yeah. about earlier. But, you know, it's like, oh, yeah. you know, and then my dad, he would always tell me, no matter how hard you work or how old you get, I will always make more money than you. You know, so even now that he's retired, like, I took pride in like, yeah, I make 16 or $17 an hour and I'm 20 something years old. And my dad's like, yeah, I still make more money than you sitting on this couch right now. So, <laughs> you know, like, he kind of just, and it's yeah. getting to the point where, like, it's not like a measuring stick, but it's like a pride thing. Like, you yeah. want to be able to achieve what your father's done, mm-hmm. you know. And then I feel bad sometimes, like, at you know, I don't know where he was at his stage. Granted, money-wise, it was different back in their time, but, you know, it's just like, my dad's able to basically sit in a recliner and still provide for his family. I yeah. want to be able to get to that point to where, you know, I'm able to retire and do stuff like that. And <clears throat> my son's like, hey, can I borrow 20 bucks? Yeah, no problem. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It's a cool thing to do that. Yeah. But it's a, it's a running joke between me and my dad. You know, like, it, and it's fine. Like, it's something yeah. that, that's always, heck, I even tried to wrestle my dad and uh, that ended up poorly for me he set my head in a dirty clothes hamper like you know it's <laughs> it's like this quote like this old farmer said never get in a fight with an old man because if he realizes that he can't beat you he's just gonna kill you <laughs> pretty much i mean you know? <laughs> so you know i thought i had my dad at that point you know and then he somehow got he was sitting on my head like my face facing the floor and he's sitting on the back of my head 
And he's like, yeah. do you want to keep going, bud? And I'm like, you know what? Let's do this. Like, I'm 16 yeah. years old. I, you know, puffing my chest. And I ended up face first into a dirty clothes hamper. Uh, nobody wants to be and there. my dad's just laughing his ass off. Yeah, you know? that's funny. I mean, even I tell my son now, I mean, no matter how hard you try to hit me, I'm always going to be better than you. Yeah. I mean, physically, until I'm too brittle and you wipe my own ass. Like, or but, he or he becomes a professional boxer and then yeah yeah the well new... hopefully I'm the guy in the corner helping yeah. him out but um, you know I, I yeah. it's more so like I'm te- I try to teach him a lesson like don't pick on guys bigger than you too yeah. much I mean unless you really know you can take them yeah because I've even told my son if you hit me I'm gonna hit you back a little bit harder you know so that way there's no hitting I I don't take that I understand play fighting and all that yeah but. If you come at me with the intent, you got the anger and you want to hurt me, it, it's on like Donkey Kong, bud. Like, <laughs> I'm going to hit you back a little bit harder. Not enough to like physically damage him, but enough to know like, oh shit, my dad. Well, there needs, I think there needs to be a healthy fear. Yeah, no, it's, it's more of a healthy fear. Than yeah. Hanging. Not like a fear like my dad's going to kill, kill me. No, no, no. But no, like no, you no. want a healthy fear of your parents. Like I still have a healthy fear of my mom. Even though she's like seventy two, five foot one, dementia, all that stuff, oh, like yeah. she could Dude, still I talk about fear of mom. Oh, but anyway, my we gosh. could go. I, <laughs> we could. Go yeah, we could all go. All day on that. I do have to. My mom um, is a ginger, so let, yeah. we'll just leave it that. Like. <laughs> my mom broke horses on a farm and then played college basketball. And anyway, we could go all day on that. <laughs> but uh, I want to shift gears mainly for time. I got to pick up my wife from the airport yeah, here no, soon no, but uh I know, I know. but I, I you <laughs> you have a very interesting hobby that i i was very surprised to learn about and especially on this podcast i think it's i want to talk about it because my you know my dad was <clears throat> drama chorus all of that stuff not the traditional male like things you think of male so you're a ballroom dancer i am you're a yes. ballroom dancer yes. and i think that is wild and awesome and how did you get into it have you always been a dancer um do you dance with your son i mean i have lots of questions about that Just so tell us so it all started with um my mom and watching dance with the stars with her um to be honest so my mom was like i want to be able to do that kind of stuff so out of the three men in her family, <laughs> I was the only one with rhythm. Um, <laughs> and I mean, even in high school, before all that happened, like I would listen to Usher and try to do that little foot thing. Oh and yeah. Even Michael Jackson and the Moonwalk. Mm-hmm. Like I have no problem trying to break it down. You know what I mean? It was just when my mom came to me, it's like, hey, will you do this with me? Take some classes with me. You know, it's kind of like. One, it was bonding between me and my mom. Uh-huh. But two, it's like, I got the moves like Jagger in a way. You know, like, <laughs> I had the rhythm. I could stay to the beat and all that stuff. So it was, uh, that started there. We did a showcase together. With your mom? Yes. And it was to the song called Sexy Back. It was a group number. Hold, whoa, you did a you did a song with your mom to Justin Timberlake, Sexy Back. Yeah, well, it was more of like a group number, so there was like other people in there, and we kind of switched partners and stuff. But yes, I did a number with my mom 
to Sexy Back. And then we uh, <laughs> actually still carry on the dancing today. I mean, I've done dances to, uh, I did like a dance to a medley from Dirty Dancing, all the songs uh-huh. from Dirty Dancing. I've done Michael Jackson songs. And I've also, you know, now I got a showcase tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, you know, like, so um, Tango, Foxtrot, and all that stuff. And my mom, me and my mom would do group classes. And it's just something more of like, you know, there's structure, there's uh, music, which I always love music. And I think that's why my son loves music. I think we're just a musical family. Um, But my son has picked it up and. I mean, he hasn't tried to do ballroom dancing just yet, but dancing in itself is just, you know, the feet and even the teacher that I work with, she uh, wants to get him to try and dance with him. But uh, we've done showcases before and like the music before and he would be out on the dance floor just tearing it up. Two, three, four years old, five years old and he's having a blast. And that's that's the best part about it is just being able to have fun it's a stress relief for me. Uh-huh. It's kind of helps me to become balanced in a way. Yeah. Um, How so? So it's you. I focus more on the dance moves and being more precise in how I do it. Yeah. Rather than all the outside noise that I've dealt with all day. Mm-hmm. So I could have had the shittiest day at work, go to the dance class or practice or whatever, and know one, if I'm in a group class, that I know a lot of what's going on. Right, I'm not necessarily, you know, the best at it, but I know enough to where I can hold my own. Yeah. Right. And then in group classes, there's all these older women and stuff like that, and they want to dance with you. You know what I mean? Because you know what you're doing. Yeah. So it's kind of like I focus more on the dance moves rather than the outside noise. It's easy to uh, get caught in the wave of dance rather than sit there and focus on oh i had a bad day i you know did this and did that some customer yelled at me and you know it is what it is and you just dance it out i just dance it out so <laughs> like i'm a maniac i'm so, a maniac <laughs> so the scene in footloose where kevin bacon gets angry and dances his way in the factory yes. is a, it's a real like it really is a, a stress reliever like it's a real thing Yes, no, it okay. is definitely a stress reliever. Um, I'm still amazed at some of these professional athletes and stuff that do it on Dance of the Stars. But yeah. still, it's it's definitely, I would say, a stress relief, even if you just do it for fun. Yeah. Like, it's not necessarily we have to do a showcase or anything like that. Like I wanted to do competitions and stuff, but with life and the way it's uh, rolled out in a way, um, it's more of like something to ease your mind yeah you know it's you know some people do drawings and some people do music some people you know it's that simple getaway where at that moment in time nobody can really mess with you yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. so you know it's not sleep in per se because even in sleep someone can wake your ass up and then you're up all day um it's more of like that getaway you know what mm-hmm. i mean and it's not really where I ignore people around me because I've even taken my son to these dance classes and he's like, hey, dad, hey, dad, hey, dad, hey, dad. Like, okay, bud, like, just <laughs> calm down. And let me do this move and, you know, <laughs> I will then come over there and help Hold you Hold on, out. buddy. Daddy's got to dance. Yes. 
I mean, I, I like it's. I'm like a jokester. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I am definitely more of like, uh, okay, bud, like chill out. Like, I've even had him trying to stick little pictures and drawings and stuff in my pocket while I'm dancing with the teacher. You know what I mean? Like, wow. Chill yeah. out, bud. Like, let yeah. me do this thing. So it's it's it definitely a stress relief. It's uh, it's calming in a way. Um, so that that's. You know, it helps me become balanced. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, you get you're angry at this and that, and it, it just helps me refocus and keep my eye on the prize in a way. Yeah, I mean, everybody needs something that helps them do that. You know, helps them to, because we all get stressed out. And the, the worst thing you can do with that stress is do something destructive. Yeah. You know, most people run to... I don't know, whatever it is, alcohol, drugs, or whatever, but you, you get to run to, to dance. Well, I will say even like this, it's like uh, you don't want to let your son see you do all these things and stuff like that. It's like being a role model for your son at the same time. Yeah. So if my stress relief, and even I don't show him that I'm super stressed out, mm-hmm. but if my stress relief is dancing mm-hmm. and he wants to, you know, it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. Like my dad's dancing and... He wants to be a part, you know, part of it. It's like, that's another aspect that we can grow together in yeah. rather than, you know, your typical sports that mm-hmm. a lot of dads do. And, you know, but it's more of something where, you know, I feel like, you know, like you said earlier, kids can just know the bullshit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But if he sees that I'm working through that said bullshit through dance, who's, who knows? Maybe when yeah. he's 15, 16 years old, he wants to work through that bullshit through dance. Mm-hmm. Or be the Kevin Bacon of our time, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, ain't no problem with that. No, like, it isn't. Keep that foot loose. Did uh, did you get made fun of doing dance? Uh, no, uh, cause I, I mean, I took classes in college too, uh, oh, wow. just to carry through. It mm-hmm. was more of elective class, but when you're one of three guys dancing with eight girls, yep. I mean, nope. say no more. I mean, when my mom told me, <laughs> hey, this is a good way to get some ladies, like. <laughs> I jumped on that train in a heartbeat, you know. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, it's yeah. like it's not more of getting joked. It's people are like surprised. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like even people at work. Like I was kind of promoting this showcase to people at work, and they're like, "Really? You do ballroom dancing?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like you don't. I'm on YouTube. You know what I mean? Wow. Like not like my best performances, but it was like my college exam. You know, so. You know, the little dancing you see up there, it's like people are like amazed because I'm very outgoing and all that. And they yeah. don't, it's like something that, you know, you don't expect just any random person to say, hey, I ballroom dance. You know, it's kind of always been like, if you know me, you know me. If not, I mean, that is what yeah. it is. But, you know, like I said, these people, when I tell them that, they're like, oh, really? And then, you know, I, you know, give props to my mom. You know, she helped me get into it, but at the same time, it's like, you know, these older ladies, especially, like, oh, yeah. that was so nice you did that with your mom. I wish my son would do that. Yeah. You know, it's more yeah. of that rather than getting joked. Mm-hmm. I mean, because if I got swift feet, you, you know, you just hate her, you know, if you're going <laughs> to joke. I think, I think most people that would joke about that, I think there's a, there's probably a good, a healthy percentage that wish they had the cojones to do something like that. Or they're insecure. Yeah, there's an insecurity. To, yeah. To tell people that they actually do it. Yeah. You know so I mean? there's insecurity about that. Um, 
I don't know. I think it's really cool because, you know, nowadays, you know, there, but see, there's less of like these roles of like men do this, women do this. And like, what's cool is that, you know, you're doing something that one is helping you find balance, helping you get your stress out. But your kid's going to, like you said, your, your, your son's going to see that, but he's seeing a male doing something that even now, I mean, there's, there's not a lot of men that do ballroom dancing, but you're showing him that like, it, it really doesn't fucking matter. Male or female. You can do whatever you want. want. Yeah. Whatever you want. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I don't like to be stereotyped or Mm -hmm. stereotypical. That's why I stay with a good relationship with my uh, son's mother. That's why I do ballroom dancing. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, I will try anything at least once. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, food-wise, activity-wise, let's just do it. Balls to the wall. Let's go. And then afterwards, Mm -hmm. if I don't like it, then that's something else. But that it kind of shows to my Mm -hmm. son that, you know, try these things. You know, don't mm-hmm. necessarily put your pigeonhole yourself into one thing, you know. So, yeah. you know, like the stereotypical thing and, you know, the redheaded stepchild. I know everybody listening probably said, you know, treat me like your redheaded stepchild. No, that, you know, <laughs> my son is more of like, you would think the redhead, you know, my mom was concerned when, he, you know, about him going to school, getting joked about red. We're Everybody's accepted yeah. nowadays. So mm-hmm. it's, it find your own way yeah totally yeah. and my son is more of the outgoing leader type mm. which you wouldn't you know typically see because as portrayed in movies and stuff the ginger is either the smart one or the introvert or you know not very outgoing and then yeah. i like even like superheroes how many do you know that have red hair uh the only one I know is a Flash. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And my son loves a Flash. That's good. And it's kind of like something that, you know, you catch on and, you know, it's, like I said, it's, you can do anything you want. Yeah. It's, so, not to one-up you, but I do, <laughs> I do have a dance trophy. What? Yes. I, uh, I participated in, it's called Dancing with the Gifted Stars. It's through the Virginia Beach City public schools uh gifted dance program where uh students in the dance program can pick a teacher mm-hmm. and uh teach them a dance and then you go to this competition and then you uh you know you get judged so yeah. i did it one year and i've done it two years in a row i don't know haven't got a call yet I feel kind of sad <laughs> about it um but the first year we did it uh we did it to i can make your hands clap this girl taught me this dance and we did it and um yeah we got people's choice award chelsea was there actually so she saw you can ask her all about it but um i was actually supposed to come watch oh oh yeah i was very upset but i missed it but it's it really is a powerful thing for a kid to see an adult doing something that is silly that is out of a their comfort zone because I find that when kids see that, when kids see adults doing that, it makes doing things like that okay. Well, and and that's something, fun yeah. Doing it. You know, that's like... uh, and that's something that kids need to see because, you know, 
kids kids are awkward we're weird we're, we're uncomfortable there's all this stuff going on but they watch the adult like i'm the first one i don't care i'll dress up in a wig dress me up looking like an idiot i don't care if i'm a bunch around a bunch of kids because that's kind of like the kids are going to be more apt to doing things like that or more apt to stepping out of their comfort zone and so it's really cool that you do that it's really cool that your son gets to see you do that um so yeah right on it's just overall acceptance you know yeah Mm -hmm. acceptance to doing what you want to do yeah totally so i mean Mm -hmm. like you had fun doing that and i have fun doing my dance Mm -hmm. and stuff and just they get to see that you know when when we're older we don't have to necessarily be nine to five dressed in a suit you know business type like let's have fun let's enjoy life yeah totally um yeah man but um we're gonna have to start wrapping this thing up i mean we could keep talking i know we could talk that's the thing (laughs) with this you could talk for hours um the last thing so we live in virginia but you're but i'm from georgia specifically atlanta so my heart's in atlanta well my heart's here but there's a special part of my heart that's in atlanta but you're a huge braves fan and so like i don't understand (laughs) i don't understand why you're a huge braves fan because you're from virginia and so like i need to i need just just tell me about it real quick all right so first off i mean virginia we don't have a professional team Okay. Right. Yeah. Some people think, well, why aren't you a Mets or Orioles fan? Because the minor league teams here. Yeah. No, they both suck. Whatever. <laughs> so, my grandmother was a Braves fan, and we would go over there and watch, and she would have the game on or something, and say, and it's my dad's mom. Yeah. And they were a military family. They traveled around. She loved the Jones boys. Jones boys. Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones oh. was her favorite. Yep. And then Andrew Jones in the outfield. Like she loved them. Um, a lot of ladies love Chipper. That was a problem. But I anyway, mean, go ahead. Keep going. I might be his uh, relative. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, but no, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like a family thing that passed yeah. on to you. I mean, my, my dad's not really a baseball fan. They're the overall fan. And my mom doesn't have a team or nothing either. It's just, it's more of like, you know, it's one of those things that from like 10 years old, you know, and then of course you're playing a little league and all these teams and stuff like that. Like yeah. here we had TBS where the Braves games were played all the time. Yep. I would watch the games and stand up and emulate the batting stances of each guy on the Braves team. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, I was like fully engulfed into the Braves and all that. Like even now I check on the minor league teams through, you know, their sports page and it just kind of like read the articles and stuff even in the off season like i kind of want to know what everything's going on yeah but it was started with the jones boys and my grandmother um and then even when i was in elementary school i would say that i was related related to david justice even though i'm uh as pale as pale can be (laughs) i would always say he's like my stepbrother or (laughs) related to me somehow and granted and like six seven years old people don't really pay attention to that but um yeah it was always something you know it's always been braves braves for me so yeah it's it's been really cool so i hear that a lot a lot of people love the braves 
And it, it, I'm not a huge sports guy. The only really sports I watch is soccer, and we got to talk about Atlanta United, the soccer team there. Yeah. They just won. They're all, you know, they might, they won the championship last year. They're heading strong. They might do it again. I'm just saying. But anyway, <laughs> but I don't know. Baseball's a sport that like gets romanticized a lot, and a lot of people have really great memories that come around baseball. And, like, for me, like, Atlanta, the Braves, Dale Murphy. Um, uh, what? Oh, my gosh. I'm forgetting the pitcher's name. John Smoltz. John Smoltz. So, Greg John Mack, Smoltz, Tom Greg. Bradley. I mean, there's so many of them. But it's, like, it's cool because what I'm finding is, like, because in the South it was the Braves. And you can't – there's not any team until you get, like, Florida or, like – you know you get maryland with the orioles and then further west there's not a lot so like people just grew up watching the braves well, you we do about it. we do have the nationals but that's only been recently up here but well, it's ted turner owned tbs that's true and so all the tbs would show is braves games yep. you know so braves games. i mean can you fault us for loving the braves nah, no but it, really. it's cool I mean, it's cool to have it, it's just it's cool to have a piece of home yes up yes, here yes. and like even though there's still people that I wear my Braves hat and they they want to hit, like people want to hit me when I wear my Braves hat. <laughs> and it's the people from Pittsburgh, but we don't need to go into that because of <laughs> Sid Bream. But um, I don't know. It's 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 cool and it's great. and um, But yeah, and I don't want to talk about the last game the Braves played. Yeah, let's, let's yeah we do don't that. need to do that. Uh, I but, actually uh, had to get my shoestrings taken away from me. <laughs> yeah, um, it was pretty bad. I will say, though, uh, I did get to go to Turner Field before uh-huh. I was 14. Nice. And we went through the little, uh, I want to say the little memory shop. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I walked right onto the concourse Yeah. and just tears float. Really? Not like, you know, ugly crying or nothing. It was just kind of like subtle, like just yeah. tears down your face. It was like, it's something that you only ever imagine as a kid, being able to go to the game, walk on the field, and stuff like that before yeah, the game. Yeah. And it just, it was the only time I've ever been to Atlanta. Uh-huh. And it just, tears rolled down my face. It's just that overall excitement mm-hmm. and, you know, joy, just like when you have a kid. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, really? that's the yeah. only thing I can really compare it to, even though the the kid thing weighs it outweighs it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know that joy of your first ball game with your family, and I hope one day that my son will be able to experience that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, tears down the face and yeah, I mean it's it's a beautiful thing. Like you know, it's it, it is a beautiful thing. Like you know, going with my grandparents because you know. People, uh, you know, above my par- our parents' generation, like, baseball was this mythical thing. And there's these players that were mythical. And, yeah. like, there was a love that people had for this. And, like, them watching, like, watching my grandparents watch baseball is probably the reason why, if there's anything, you know, I could probably watch it. Because yeah. there was just watching the love, the excitement. And, um, but now it's just a lot of times you just go there for a beer and yeah. there's baseball playing, you know, like, nah, nah. um, I mean, true fans will show up, jerseys, signs, everything, but mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things where, um, it's something you can do with your family, yeah. your friends, something you can be emotionally invested in yeah. at the same time, and it just, yeah. it's, 
I know, you know, football's starting to become like America's sport or whatever, but nah, it's no, baseball. 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 Until, you know, before nineteen oh eight and then, you know, all that stuff, like history yeah. is on our side. <laughs> I'll say. Nice. So I think the biggest takeaway I'm getting from you right now is just sharing moments with kid your kid. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty you know? much. It's it's the finer things in life and, and you know yeah. like yes I can go wine and dine at some restaurant but I'd be still upset because my son wasn't there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's those moments that you cherish now so that way, you know, down the line it's it's something that you and your son can you know yeah. look back on or your daughter if you have a daughter. You know, like it's just one of those things that, you know, even when I pass away, he's excited and remembers, like, that one, hey, that one time my dad did this, or yeah, one time my dad did that, you know, it's just, you know, I will say, I did have a Mets hat, and I stuck him in a dog cage because of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't for long, so so don't call Child Protective Services. No, we won't, but, we uh, won't. Yeah, we it was won't. when he was a little bit younger. He crawled into the cage himself, but I was like, huh. you know what? I'm gonna lock you up for being a semi-Mets <laughs> fan <in> too. <laughs> but now he he uh, like that's something else he wants to you know be a part of. He wants he says his favorite team is Atlanta Braves. Good. You know he kind of it's you know whatever as a dad you know you have a daughter or son. I feel like they take on part of you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're half your DNA, so of course they're going to be half you. You know, I've read, like, articles, like, don't, you know, put down the other half or whatever. So I try not to do nothing like that, but, you know, the fact that he wants to be a Braves fan, he wants to play baseball, he wants to do stuff that, Mm -hmm. you know, I've done in my life without me trying to force it on him. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's key, is, like, I'm not forcing him to do anything. So it's, it's all his own thinking his own mind and i just embrace it cool more so nice and just every moment i have with them but yeah yeah well jared it has been a pleasure talking with you chatting with you i do want to say last thing that we are in the room that chelsea used to uh rent from us that this was this was her her room. Yep, she mentioned and, that uh, when we came over. Yes, yeah, she uh, she was the uh, <laughs> our first roommate here in in Virginia Beach, and you know it's great. But anyway, um, those are more stories. Yeah, to come there's to. more stories to come. But um, thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. I think that um, you know I always say it's a big deal to to allow me to to let your story be put out to the world, and I think people will take something from it and uh yeah man so thanks for listening guys you know where to find the balanced mail podcast and um be excellent to each other